Hello, everyone, and welcome to Part-Time Nerds, Full-Time Dads. I'm Mike Ladman. And I'm Chris Blosky. And we're two dads who also happen to be nerds. We certainly aren't experts, but we are open to sharing our experiences with other nerdy dads out there in the interest of keeping our kids alive. Chris, it's the last show of this crap-filled year. That's right. Yeah, we're taking next week off. This is uh, what we'll call the Chris sabbatical. Because the Chris I, sabbatical. I can't do 52 shows a year, Mike. I can only do 51. Yeah, apparently. I have to draw the line somewhere, and that's where I've drawn it. <laughs> well, I mean, if you want if you want to if you want to have a podcast next week, there's always Burnt Popcorn, my other podcast that I do with my wife, which will be running without break until next year. So, oh, wow, wow. Yeah, that's right. I mean, that's that's kind of what happened when you accidentally record 8 weeks ahead of time. Then <laughs> yeah. uh, I was going to say you guys have the format where you could, you know, crack off like 15 in a week and then be good for a third of the year, right? Kind of. Like yeah. we we when we were trying to figure out when we were going to start launching it, we recorded 8 episodes. So we have an eight episode buffer nice that nice. we can that we can drop at any point so we're actually we are taking time off but at the same time it will proceed as if nothing has happened because we will still have episodes cranking out every tuesday yep absolutely well that's good mike that's good but we are not that dedicated well no, more i am not that dedicated. you're not that dedicated. i know you you are chomping at the bit to do it but uh and i'm just too also like, it's funny because as much as i'm like i want to do the extra episode i don't want to do it if you're not there <laughs> <laughs> yeah well the reason like we used to to not do it is because you know christmas parties and new year's eve and just kind of holiday burnout right for me anyway i don't have time to research stuff and nothing really typically comes out anyway and obviously this year is a little different but i don't know some traditions you know every tradition we have <laughs> is not happening anymore this tradition mike we're sticking to it you know the tradition to skip an episode skip, or two yeah skip the christmas episode yeah of course yeah. Uh, well i mean at least we'll have we'll have an episode actually this this episode will run on christmas eve so this is the closest we've ever had to a christmas episode that's true well this is what everybody wants right you know sit around the christmas table with their friends and family and listen to mike and chris on the podcast that's right so yeah. that's why i've worked you're going to nestle down here by the fireplace. Yeah. Can you make a crackling a, fire noise, Mike? Oh, yeah, yeah. Here it is. Let's, yeah. let's listen to it. Use our imaginations and I'll edit it in in post. <laughs> oh, we have a nice oh, wow. fire and it's some eggnog. And, Mike, yeah. Mm-hmm. A little baby uh, re- chestnuts roasting by the open fire song in the background. How many layers can we add on? Piano version, of course. You can't have the words. Right? Okay. I, I'll get I'll get something that has no words and some piano yeah, action. Yeah, yeah. Perfect, we'll see, Mike. Perfect. We'll see what I can find that's royalty free and then, uh, and then I'll just cut it all here and we can just go into a regular <laughs> episode because we're not doing anything special yeah we're, you're we're mostly... this, this isn't the yule log episode where it's just us talking over the thing the whole time <laughs> uh, you, one of my old podcasts we had the christmas tradition of getting really really drunk for an episode at christmas time and i that's just not something that i could do anymore i'm just too old for that kind of thing no my 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 tummy wouldn't agree with me anymore <laughs> the, the, the thought of getting that shammered is making my head hurt. Yeah, I would have a responsible one drink with you, Mike, but that's probably <laughs> it. Maybe two, depending on how long we go for. Mm-hmm. Well, that's it. That's about as much as, as it's going to get into of, of us being some sort of Christmas special. We're going to do everything just as, as much as we normally do. And hey, if we end up talking Christmas stuff while we're at it, then lucky us. We we put some Christmas into your into your day. But how have things been for you over in the Blonsky household, Chris? I mean, with your pregnant wife, a big pregnant Christmas wife. I shouldn't wow. call her wow. big. Be careful what you say, yeah. Mike. <laughs> yeah. Not my what God. I meant. But my God. 
<laughs> no, things have been going uh, not bad. Not bad. Obviously, we were going to get together for Christmas with my bubble family, but we've decided that's not going to happen anymore. So we'll be spending it here all by ourselves yeah, as an immediate family, that kind of thing. You know, so doing the responsible thing, I guess, in the end by default. But other than that, yeah, not a ton wrapping presents. And we'll probably do like a big drop off to everybody's houses sort of in the next day or two, you know, just leave it on the porch, that kind of deal. Other than that, though, Mike, Ben, uh, he hasn't been doing a ton. We've been doing the advent calendar. Now, you, I know you guys do it, too. You, you said you forgot the first couple of days or something like that. but uh, And then we caught up. Oh, good. Good. <laughs> and I was going to say, Ben has been like really into the advent calendar. Like as soon as he gets home from daycare, he's like, you know, daddy, advent calendar? And it's like, sure, mm. let's go do it. So for the most part, Tiff just puts two Hershey kisses in each thing because it's like a wooden one. Um, oh, okay. But yeah, so she does two of those. And so one's for daddy and one's for Ben. Some days she mixes it up with a cookies and cream Santa chocolate. Oh, which fancy. as as we discovered is the one that Ben really likes. <laughs> oh. <laughs> because the first time he had it, yeah, he opened it up and there was the Santa one. So he unwrapped it and he ate it and he was like, mm, mm, really good. And then the next day he opened it up and was just back to the Hershey Kisses and he cried <laughs> because it didn't have the Santa one. It was like, oh, no, no, not every day. They're all a little bit different. And then he got a Santa one, I don't know, two days ago and he like jumped around the room because he was just so excited. There was another Santa chocolate and that kind of thing. But it was really, it was really cute. And then uh, sometimes we put in... Uh, I, I, I say we, it's 100% Tiff. We'll put in like a little like special gift. So Santa in the Advent Keller might bring like a box of markers or something like that. You know, something simple. Yep. It's usually like a little riddle and it's like, find this picture of Santa somewhere in the house. And it's usually where we, you know, have lunch or we go to the bathroom or whatever. And you go in there and, and the stuff's in there. And it was funny. So one of the ones is, you know, find this where you pee. So in the bathroom. So we went over there and the Santa was on the, the I don't know. Not the drawer. Mike, Mike, help me. What is this thing called underneath the sink? Oh. The, <laughs> you mean like, like when you open the same drawer? Yeah. Well, you mean when you open the doors, yeah, right? The cupboard. Yeah. The cupboard. Is it a cupboard in the sink? I guess it per, is. A it's cupboard. a cupboard. I mean. Yeah, okay. We'll call it a cupboard. Yeah. I mean, I, so, uh, sometimes there's a drawer in the bathroom, like in the actual. Yeah. yeah. In but that assembly. Under that the group sink. of things. Yeah. Yeah. So, so <laughs> let's get real technical on what is and what is up. Yeah, part of yeah. The, the Either zip. way. Uh, so he opened it up and there was like a little like dollar store, um, like rocket thing, you know, so you stomp on the pad and it kind of shoots the foam rocket right. in the air. Yeah. So he moves that out of the way and pulls out banjos like trimming tools so like scissors and a comb and stuff and he's like ooh <laughs> <laughs> it's like no 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 you that that's not for you anyway overall advent calendar huge win for sure i've been enjoying it just as much and the other thing we were doing is ben is like really into planes I don't know if, if William loves planes as much as Ben does, but... William likes when planes are flying and you can point them out to him. But yeah. But otherwise, he's not super interested. I mean, he's got a book about a helicopter he really likes, but that's about the most interest he shows in planes. Right. Okay. Yeah. So, Ben, obviously, he's got a couple like little toy ones that he quite likes. and But yeah, it's the same thing is he sees the plane in the air and we've been going for walks after daycare. So, you know, by then it's fairly dark outside so when you see like the plane with the lights and stuff it really stands out so he gets all excited about it so he was looking at that plane and it's like oh well, where's that plane going ben and he's like oh it's flying to mexico 
<laughs> Mexico. Like, okay, good for you. Well, because that's the only place he's ever flown, Mike. Before, of right? course. So we've had this discussion. Well, you've been on a plane, Ben. You've you've been to Mexico. So now every plane on the planet, Mike, flies to Mexico. Just so you know. So just book a ticket for the cheapest ticket you can fly, and you'll be in Mexico in no time. It sounds great. Yeah, life advice right there. Mm-hmm. It's like those people who you know tell you how you can get really cheap airline tickets. That was that was my tip for you. So. There you go. You're welcome. Take that to the bank and yeah. end up in Switzerland and be like, what the hell, Chris? Yeah, I, I thought this was Mexico. Yeah. <laughs> but anyway, yeah, no, that's that's kind of all we've been doing recently. Nothing, uh, nothing too thrilling. Yeah. Well, William certainly found a thrilling thing to do. One of the things that's been going on lately is William has figured out that he doesn't need to sit in his high chair. Nice. And all of a sudden, it is like, nope. We we don't need to be in the high chair anymore. So, like, if we put him in the high chair to have a meal, he freaks out. Right. Like, absolutely freaks out. Unless he gets in the high chair himself. That's different for some reason. Oh, so, like, if he climbs up himself? Yeah. Then? If okay, he climbs right. up, then he can use the high chair. But if he sits in a different chair, you better not try to even put him in a high chair <laughs> because he will flip out. So... We've been experimenting with all of these wonderful new ways to sit because sometimes he sits on a chair by himself mm-hmm. and sometimes he sits on the bench by himself or sometimes he sits on the bench next to mummy or next to daddy. But his favorite position we have found doesn't matter what surface it is on, but sitting on my lap. Oh, that's a big win, eh? Yeah. He really likes to sit on my lap, which has made eating any meal impossible because <laughs> he needs to have his food in front. And then my food is off to the side and considering what it could be, it's either something that he can't have or if I try to eat it, it will drip all over him and cover him in, you know, cereal or something. Right, right. So so it's like, okay, well, daddy doesn't eat when William is eating anymore, which is fun. It's so fun. Well, these are the sacrifices they don't tell you, Mike, when uh, you become a parent, right? Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) So he's been doing that. It's so funny too because Laura's like, I would kill. I would kill to have my food that cold because he was sitting on my lap because he wanted to be there. I hate you, you know. So, and I'm like, my dinner's cold. Yeah, you know? I want to eat it now. I'm hungry. Yeah. Well, you know, Mike, you should look into those IKEA high chairs. I guess it's not a high chair as much as it is. It's a a wooden chair that's for kids. Yeah, it's easier to climb in and out of. Ben has one, and Henry have one because we both got them at the same time when our kids decided that they also no longer wanted to do the high chair thing, and it works really well. Yeah, because we were thinking of that or like a booster seat or something. Yeah. But as I mentioned, thrilling. This is what I need to, to I need to preface this before I can get into the thrilling moment. So the one day I'm having breakfast with William and we're doing the, William is sitting on the bench while I am sitting on the bench next to him configuration. Right. And I am getting his breakfast because he's eating, I think it's toast out of his thing. And I basically, I'm picking the toast up and handing it to him and he eats it. And something else that William has has been up to lately is, I think I've mentioned this before, is that he needs to hold something. Sometimes it's a toy. Sometimes it's like a glass, you know, just he, for some reason, whenever he's eating now, he needs to have a prop to keep him entertained or he will not eat. Right. Well, he hops down off of the bench. And he goes towards the Christmas tree. And I'm like, oh, he's going to get the star ornament that he always pulls off of the Christmas tree. Because that seems to be a favorite is there's a star that he eats with, which usually gets glitter all over his food. So, like, I'm sure his poop is full of glitter. (laughs) But 
he he plays with a star. So I figure that's where he's going. But he comes back with this pillow that the cat sits on. And I'm like, okay, what do we need this pillow for? And he sits back down next to me and he's got the pillow on his lap. And I get him some food and he eats it. And then I go back to grab more food. And then next to me, all I hear is a whoosh, bang, smack, crying. Okay. What William was doing was he was sitting up straight, holding the pillow in front of him. Right. And then he just leaned forward and let go. Oh, nice. Yes. Little stuntman. Yeah. Little, little daredevil going forwards, trying to land on the pillow and have a, a light landing and, and be like, poof, aha, I landed on the pillow. Well, what William did not take into account was the fact that his high chair was less than a foot away and cracked his head right off that thing nice. on the way down had the biggest purple goose egg on his forehead as we, we picked him up off the floor, like immediately. Right. So any Christmas photos, he's got this like <laughs> yellowish bruise <laughs> on his head yeah. that's, that's, that's slowly fading away. So yeah, so that was a fun morning. We, we basically, we went to Dr. Blippi to make sure he was okay. Sure. Basically what we've learned is is if William is that upset from falling or tripping or something like that, show him either the wiggles or show him blippy. And if he stops crying, then he's fine. Because if he kept crying, then something is wrong. Oh, something a little more serious. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. So, Dr. Blippy prescribed he's okay. Well, that, <laughs> that's good. Dr. Blippy, man, he is a, he's a genius, that guy. I tell you. Yes. So, so that was a fun Yeah. Fun well, it's, it's good the bruise showed up right away, Mike, because if the bruise shows up quick, that's good. If it shows up later... That's bad. <laughs> yeah, yeah. So, but but as it turns out, I mean, he's clearly still doing well because he's doing some stuff that's really smart these days. I think I've told you in the past that we got him a bunch of flashcards and he didn't really care about them at all. Mm-hmm. He's actually started to care about the flashcards. And the interesting thing about what he's doing with the flashcards is William doesn't speak still. You know, it's not like he's sitting there looking at the flashcards and being like apples and stuff like that. Right. right. But what he's doing is he knows what the flashcards are. So he'll find a flashcard that says cat on it and he'll run to Hudson and hold the card up next to Hudson because he knows that that is a cat. Oh, so it's like a scavenger hunt. Kind of. Kind of. Yeah. So what he also does is he's also got this wooden puzzle. You know, those like wooden puzzle blocks. Sure. Yeah. 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 So he's got those. And there's one, it's a farm and all of the animals on it, if we have a corresponding flashcard for it, if he gets that flashcard, he will run to the puzzle and he will come back with the goat or the cow or whatever happens to be on the flashcard. And there's a few other flashcards too. My personal favorite is keys because that means he needs me to carry him over to where our house keys are at the front room and just hold him there. Well, he then takes the keys off the hooks, holds them, and then puts them back on the hooks for the next <laughs> 10 to 15 minutes. Nice. Nice. Yeah. So, sounds like mommy and dad are going to need to, you know, explain the rules a little bit more. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. But but the fact that like he's doing so well with the flashcards, I mean, we've been trying to get him to talk and I've told you that we're, we're probably going to do another round of speech therapy sure, in yeah. January. But the fact that he like comprehends what things are so well gives me a lot of like, okay, this, he's not, he's not like 
falling slow. behind yeah, or he's not slow. Yeah. yeah he he understands he just chooses not to speak and his word use is getting better he's he pulled out a three word sentence today but i feel like all of the words in it that the speech teacher would be like no those are those are dumb <laughs> words please and thank you i don't know yeah does that it, it was it was uh yeah, bye-bye, daddy. It was what it was. It was, yeah, bye-bye, daddy. Ah, uh, okay, yeah. Yeah, so that's three words. Technically four, four if you count yeah. by. But but yeah, it was, yeah, bye-bye, daddy. And it was like, okay, that's, that's you know, it was a full sentence. And he was responding to mom saying like, you want to say goodbye to daddy? And he was like, yeah, bye-bye, daddy. So it was like, okay, he understood that entire sentence and he responded in a sentence. And like, it's good stuff, yeah. you know? Like, yeah, it's always exciting when they bust out something new like that. What was the one thing he said that was that was really like what was Oh, he was looking at a photo of himself and he looks at old photos of himself all the time and he goes baby. Like so he knows that's a baby. Sure, right? yeah. And I said to him, I'm like that's you as a baby. It's baby you and he said baby me and that was the first time I've heard him say me. Oh, nice. So it was like well not that's the first time I've heard him say me but like in that context cuz like I've told you the tale of feminist baby. Yes. And yeah. and there's there's a line in feminist baby where feminist baby says feminist baby believes in me. And when we say that he points at himself and says me. Well, there's no guarantee that he actually understands what that means or if he's just sing-songing along, right? Right. So, for him to say that in a different context entirely shows me that he understands that me, it means him kind of a thing. Yeah, that's good. Yeah. So, it's been an interesting little time. And I mean, I don't know how things are with you. Like, you're on Christmas break. I'm on Christmas break when it comes to work. But- is is Ben still in daycare or is, or is he home? Um, ben is in daycare until the 23rd, so two more days. Okay, because we were debating whether or not to have William in daycare because we knew that people might start doing their Christmas celebrations a little early. Right. But William got sick and made the decision for us. So Nice, nice. So my, my holiday break is going to consist entirely of watching William for the entire time. It's, it's very similar to my holiday break when the PS5 arrived where I got really excited to have some time to myself. And then at the last minute, William got sick and then I had no time for myself. Right. But were you guys planning on sending him to daycare between Christmas and New Year's? Not between Christmas and New Year's. No, no. just leading up to Christmas. Yeah. yeah. Okay. okay. Yeah. yeah. So we were going to we were going to send him. We actually are taking some time after New Year's as well, just in case, right? Because of the two week thing, right? Laura booked off the Monday and Tuesday. She's off Wednesdays normally. And then I booked off the Thursday and Friday. And that's because like my job is going to have, oh, you're back. Things piled up versus Laura's, which is more of a, you do with it in the moment. Yeah, it's kind, kind of, of a job, every so. day is the same sort of deal. Yeah, yeah. yeah. So it was kind of like, okay, well, let's figure out for, yeah. for going back. And is, then- is Do you know, have you heard anything about your daycare? Like, this is, I guess, a, a personal question at this point. But, like, have they said they're going to not open until the 11th? They haven't said anything. Because for those for those listening, is uh, our the province we live in has announced a whole province-wide lockdown. And elementary kids don't go back to the 11th. And high school kids don't go back until the 28th, I think. Yeah. It's yeah, a two, lot Anyway, later, two weeks yeah. after. Yeah, give or take. So, I haven't heard anything from them. I mean, I think we told them as much. Laura sent them an email when she said that William wasn't coming back, that, you know, we see them in the new year. And I think she mentioned that. She might not have. She might have just said, we'll see you in the new year and just left it at that. Right. But yeah, no, that, like, I don't know if they're, if they're closing or not, but we are planning on sending him back either way, just because as much as, as you want to believe that people will do the right thing 
and just stay home no, and keep everybody safe. You know they won't. It's going to be a shit show. I mean, we all saw what happened after Thanksgiving. And I mean, I would say that Thanksgiving is not nearly as big of a deal in Canada as Christmas is. I think yeah. in the US, Thanksgiving and Christmas are roughly even. But uh, but yeah, so I think it's going to be I think it's going to be a nightmare for sure, Mike. I, I, I totally support the extended Christmas holiday basically for the kids. I think it's a good idea. Yeah. Well, the one thing that like I keep going back to when it comes to should we keep them out of daycare is when we finally started going back to daycare, they gave us a very simple list of rules on what we had to do to keep everybody safe. Mm-hmm. And one of them is you wear a mask at the door. Right. And the amount of moms and dads that I see when we go to drop off or pick up William who show up without masks is still enormous. Like every day, there's at least one or two people there at the same time as us who aren't wearing masks. And I'm like, if you can't follow this simple instruction, I don't trust you with anything else. You know, like- Yeah. Oh, I I, I get it, Mike. The company I work for, it's a no mask anywhere policy. It's a total joke. You know, I, I don't understand it. I, I don't understand why wearing this little piece of fabric over your face is such a huge deal for everybody. But yeah, I mean, the mask at the door, I guess you could argue you're outside. So, I mean, it's likelihood of you spreading it is probably pretty low. But at the yeah, same but time, but at the same time up, like you like, said, how hard is it? Just throw the damn thing on. I have a mask that lives in my pocket, in my jacket, just in case I forget my regular one, you know? Yeah. Like, yeah, it's not it's it's a very simple thing and like again, it's like you said, I usually have an an extra mask just in case. There's only been one time that I forgot my mask and I just tied my scarf around my head like three times. Well, yeah, you can do something, right? Yeah. I mean, the scarf is not the ideal, but it's hey, it's better than breathing directly on the person, right? And I and I it's funny cuz I even apologized to the woman at daycare. I'm like, "I'm so sorry, I forgot my mask." And she was just like, "Oh, yeah." <laughs> like, I guess she's just so used to half the people showing up without masks. Well, and, uh, there's definite burnout going on for sure. You can see, I feel like you can see people just not caring anymore, right? It's like, let's just get this shit over with or, you know, we've been doing it for so long. I'm not exactly sure what the mentality necessarily is, but. Well, the thing that I can't get over, we're right at the end. The vaccines are here. The vaccines are in this city yeah. and people are still like, ah, whatever, it's close enough. Yeah, like, but I mean, it's, it's going to be forever. <laughs> like, you and I are not going to get this vaccine until the fall, for no. sure. Unless well, unless something crazy happens and they get a ton of them all of a sudden. But I mean, they, they've said that they ordered enough vaccine to have nine times the amount that are their people in the country for yeah, Canada. I, I had read they ordered 400 million doses or something like that. And we're going to donate the rest to uh, the countries that can't afford it because Canada only has, I think, what, 39 million or something, 40 million Yeah, people. and the idea behind ordering the extras was in case, because we ordered from multiple sources as well, mm-hmm. was that way if one of the sources didn't pan out, we weren't left in the lurch. Like, we still had more in another way that we could get them. Right. I mean, like, as soon as it comes to a point when somebody's like, you know, hey, go get vaccinated. At that point, I hope my grandma's already vaccinated by because, you know, she's older and she should be getting it before I should. So, like, oh, yeah, I mean, I can't wait. I I miss my grandma and I'm going to go see her and I'm sure she misses her great grandson. And and, you know, my mom, oh, my mom misses everybody so much that like it's it's ridiculous. Like, I want to I want to see everybody. But at the same time. I don't want to risk their safety this close to the end, you know? Like, Yeah, no, no, exactly. Yeah, you can't just hold off just a few more months. You can do it, right? Like, Yeah. yeah. We're you know, so Or if you do close. need to see somebody, do it outside, go to the park or something like that. 
Did you see, I forget who it was, but I saw somebody locally went and saw, they did the Santa visit with their kids. Like in the mall. Oh, I did see. And they infected but, yeah. like 50 people or something like that. No, not that. Oh, but, oh but a different one. There's a different one and they have Santa's behind plexiglass. Oh, okay. Yeah. yeah. So, you sit, instead of you sitting on Santa's lap, you sit in front of Santa and there's glass between you and him. So, it looks like you're all sitting together, but you're not. There's like a foot of glass between you. Yeah, but, but that's still good. It's great that the kids get to see Santa. You still, there's some element of the tradition there, you know, but it works and it's safe for everybody. Like, did I, did I tell you on the podcast what we did with Tiff's company Christmas party? Have I talked about that already? No, no. So, I guess at her company that she works for now, Christmas party is generally this huge ordeal, right? And it's really geared towards kids. They have a Santa come in. Everybody gets to sit on their lap and they give every kid like a gift and that whole thing. And obviously, there's a big whole meal and whatever. So, this year, clearly, it's not going to happen. So, what they opted to do instead is they did a drive-through Santa visit. Oh, really? So, you, you bring your car up and Santa sort of stands, you know, five feet back or six feet back and talks to the kids. And then he gives the kid a present based on what, you know, Tiff had kind of pre-filled out before. And then they gave us a bring home dinner that was arguably the best thing I've eaten the entire year. Like, it was <laughs> it was fantastic. It was so good. And they had all the cooking instructions. It was pretty much throw it in the oven for like 20 minutes and you're good to go. It was amazing. And and again, it was it felt great. And it was nice that Ben got to see Santa and he got a little toy and we got the, the whole Christmas dinner and that kind of thing. Like it was it was good. Nice. My company did a Zoom not Zoom, but we did it over Slack. Jackbox party night. Yeah. And I hosted. Of course, I'm, of course. I'm the one who has all the Jackbox games. And it's, it's funny because you might be like, how did you host it? You have the worst computer of all time. My work computer is a very good host uh, <laughs> for, for Jackbox game nights. But we did that and my company gave everybody money to buy their dinner on Skip the Dishes. And See, everybody just awesome. got whatever they wanted. Yeah. And and I got a really nice steak that was stone cold by the time I ate it because William sat on my lap and insisted that he eat his food before <laughs> I could. So. <laughs> You're going to resent him for the rest of your life, Mike. Yeah. No. Yeah. No. My company gave us a $50 grocery card to go buy a turkey. That was what they said in the card. A turkey. A, a turkey, yes. Quote, unquote. We used it to buy a blood pressure machine because my company has been killing me <laughs> on the inside, Mike, on the inside. Are you okay? Should we talk about this? Do you need well, help? If you want to talk. My blood pressure is typically like 110 over 70, mm -hmm. but over the last few weeks, it's been like 130 over like 85 or 90, which, you know, it's not like danger zone. But it's not great either, right? So, well, it's funny that you mentioned that because actually that was a fun thing that came from picking out dinner for for my Christmas party. Is Laura is actually going through a bit of a spike in her blood pressure as well? And I don't know if you remember, but when Laura was pregnant with William, she got preeclampsia and she had to take medicine to keep her blood pressure under control, and that just continued forever. She still has blood pressure issues to this day, right? And for a really long time, everything was great. And then we stopped going for walks every day because winter hit. Yeah, yeah, it makes it tough. Yeah. And Laura's blood pressure started to spike again. So, because of that, Laura has implemented a new diet to make sure that, you know, her blood pressure stays under control. So, it was really great when it was like, here's a gift card to buy off of uh, Skip the Dishes. And it was like, well, 
where are we going to find a restaurant that has something that you want and something that I want? So as, as it turned out, my company was nice enough. They gave us enough money that it more than covered the cost of me ordering in one restaurant and her ordering something else for her from oh, a different restaurant. Oh, perfect. Yeah, that's awesome. Yeah. Although the, 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 the only thing that stunk is her showed up 20 minutes before mine did. So <laughs> I'm surprised you just didn't go with my pie. Well, my pie's not on Skip. Oh, oh is it so, not? Oh, okay. Well, no, mistake, no. And yeah. they they specifically gave us a gift card. So otherwise we would have But that's another thing. Less my pie now because of the blood pressure. So, right. Yeah. I guess yeah the, so we got to pull the that The cheese back. is not great. Although she gets the vegan one. There wouldn't be yeah. cheese on that. But. Well, there's sodium and, and stuff yeah. like that through the- but, Yeah. Any but, kind of pizza is not exactly the best health food for you. No, no. Yeah. So Laura's been doing a lot of that. So I was going to say, maybe if you need some help managing your blood pressure, you can talk to Laura about it because she's been doing yoga again to to help and she's found it's really been helping because basically that's what she's been doing she's like i can't go for walks anymore but she does go for walks she goes for walks during her breaks at work like she actually got special clearance to go on longer breaks less often than the rest of her company like everybody else gets multiple breaks that are uh shorter and she gets bigger breaks that are longer but like fewer longer breaks so that she can go for walks and stuff because basically she told her boss she's like look my options are have my blood pressure spike and me take some time off work or I go walking at night with the coyotes. And he's like, mm, okay. <laughs> so <laughs> The coyotes, right? That's the one you choose. Yeah. Although funnily enough, she did end up seeing coyotes on one of her mid afternoon walks. Oh, okay. So yeah, my, my neighborhood's a little bad for coyotes right now. So yeah. keep your cats inside people. God. That's funny. I actually, I really like nighttime winter walks, but then I'm also a, male so i have less to worry about i guess yeah yeah that's a good (laughs) good thing to note yeah for sure but yeah i mean it's it's christmas time as we've been talking about Mm -hmm. which means that there's not a lot of news not a lot it usually dies down around this time Mm -hmm. but one news story that will not go away is cyberpunk 2077 that's right yeah she just keeps sticking around doesn't she (laughs) oh yeah so there's a lot of news that came out no good news coming out of it no that's actually the other thing that that one might point out when it comes to cyberpunk news is none of it seems to be good well i don't know there's so many little points what would you like to start with well the only one i had was i do not know how often this has happened in the past but cyberpunk was pulled from the sony play store it was sorry not not play store just the sony store the sony psn it's like the playstation network store yeah so you can no longer buy cyberpunk as far as i'm aware on any sony platform is that well you can you can buy a physical copy from a store but 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 not but you can't buy it for your ps4 or ps5 correct digitally digitally yeah yeah. that is crazy to me but also completely justified in my opinion like again i i've seen more stuff since we talked about it last week and my god what a shit show even on the ps5 and the xbox the new xboxes and stuff like it's brutal it's so i don't know how how this ever made it out well it's funny actually i watched a video it's very informative his name is the modern vintage gamer a lot of his youtube videos are about modding current consoles and things okay. like that like he actually works at a at a game studio he works at night dive studios they're working on the system shock remaster i believe so not a not a small studio they have actually done a few big remasters lately but he works in the industry so he has some knowledge of this kind of stuff but the, he did a video of how did cyberpunk pass certification to get onto the xbox and playstation and it was actually very fascinating because people are like, 
didn't they play this? Like, what happened? Like, how would they not see all these issues? Well, that's the thing. Certification doesn't mean like someone at Sony plays the game till it's completed and go, okay, it worked. And, and then it's done. Like, there's like a checklist of things that they check to make sure that the game works. And if it can do all of those things, they give it a pass kind of a thing. Yeah. And, and, and those things include things like, can you use the home button to exit out to the main menu without breaking the game? Can you upload a save to the cloud and it, with it not breaking? You know, things like that. Right. And, and they actually do do things where they say like, oh, your game crashes too much. You need to fix this before we'll certify you. And they can actually, like a developer can apply for, oh, what did he call it? I can't remember what they called it, but they basically apply for like a, it might be a waiver, actually. I think he called it a waiver. And and what it is, is they sign this thing and it's a promise saying that our day one patch will fix this issue. So Sony very likely did message them and say, look, your game crashes too much. Like, we don't want to certify it. And then they said, you know, we'll sign this waiver that says by the time the game comes out, we will include a patch with like the day one patch that will fix this issue. Mm -hmm. And then they're like, okay, your game can go out. And then they take it on good faith that so-and-so is actually going to do what they say. And they did release a day one patch. It did not fix the issue. And that's why they think this is why they've pulled the game is because it didn't do all the things they said that they were going to fix before it came out. Well, exactly. Well, it'll also reflect poorly on the console itself, regardless of if it's, if it's Microsoft or Sony, right? I mean, people, I, I can tell you from being in IT, people will launch the software, it will crash, and they won't blame the game, they'll blame the console. Mm-hmm. 100%. So I, I wouldn't be shocked if that was a huge reasoning behind it too right like yeah well also probably to stop the tide of people who wanted refunds yeah you know like stem it they changed their refund policy so that people can get refunds for the game if they're unhappy with it because i believe till this point the sony refund policy was if you downloaded it to your system they won't give you a refund so you could buy it and then not download it like say if you bought like Oh, I want to buy Cyberpunk 2077. And then you bought like the hat, you know, like the Cyberpunk hat. Right. And you're like, oh, I I didn't mean to buy the hat. And like, oh, well, you didn't download it. Here's your refund. You know, but if you downloaded it, oh, you're screwed. That's normally how Sony's refund policy has been. Well, now they've, they've waived that for Cyberpunk specifically that if you bought it and you're not happy, you can get a refund. And Xbox is doing the exact same thing. But the difference between Xbox and Sony is Xbox is not pulling the game from the store. You can still buy Cyberpunk. And that's led to a lot of jokes about, hey, Xbox did it. They have an exclusive. (laughs) I love it. I love yeah. it. That's great. Yeah. Because I've seen that joke quite a bit is that, hey, Xbox finally has an exclusive. So yeah, my, my favorite uh, cyberpunk return thing I've seen is people wanted a refund and then were shocked to find that they weren't able to play the game anymore because they yes. thought they could refund it, but still get the game for free. And it's like, nah, that's not how that yeah, works. Yeah, that's not so. how that works. My, I did see something similar where somebody had a post that was, they, they were posting the email they received from Microsoft support on Twitter that was like, wait, what? You're going to take the game away from me? I just wanted a refund. And it's like, that's not how that works. <laughs> yeah, what do you think a refund is, dude? That that was something that I thought was really funny too. But uh, it sounds like everybody's completely, like, 
CD Projekt Red, I read, if your retailer won't refund your physical copy because it's opened, they'll take it. They'll send you the money instead. Yes. Which yeah. Is I think they announced crazy. that last week. Yeah. Yeah. And it's that's that's crazy. I've never heard of anything like that. And something else that I've never heard of is apparently they had like an all hands on deck meeting, like a Zoom call with like the entire staff. Right. With the like the people in charge, like the, the head devs at the company. And people ask them like really ridiculous questions. Like, how did you let this happen when you knew it was this bad? And, and uh, my personal favorite was somebody asked, do you feel bad that you released a game that's anti-corporate in a, like a ridiculous corporate structure? Like, like you were basically using a, this corporation to work us to the bone and you released a game that's like, corporations are bad, man. <laughs> yeah, the irony of it all. Yeah, it's crazy that that is still ongoing and that it's still such a hot button topic for, for yeah. a lot of people. Well, you know what will be interesting is I'm sure cyberpunk is under a lot of Christmas trees this Christmas. Yeah, no kidding. How, how do you react as maybe a kid or someone our age or whatever? You've seen how awful this game is. You know you wrote that game in your letter to Santa and it sure looks like a Blu-ray sized disc underneath the tree right now. Mm -hmm. It's like, oh, are you excited for it? Or are you like, oh, shoot, you know, I, I don't really yeah. want this anymore. Yeah. Yeah. Or do you just really hope it's something else when you open it up? <laughs> yeah, something other right. wrong thing. I don't know. It's it, it'd be interesting. Like, what was the one time? Because that did happen to me once is I opened a game and I was really excited for it. And then it turned out to not be that game. And I was like, oh. <laughs> sweet <laughs> it was middle earth shadow of mordor oh uh, okay okay yeah because i really wanted dragon age inquisition and i opened up the back and i saw all the knights and stuff and i'm like oh sweet it's and i turned it around and i was like <laughs> awesome <laughs> yeah yeah that was a good one oh, i did funny. get dragon age inquisition that game was great so. yeah well very good very good then mike oh that's funny that's funny what a what a way to end 2020 in gaming and i mean it's been a crazy year just in general like this is our last episode of the year why not pick some things what were your favorite things of the year like games movies whatever else oh, just hanging out with you once a week mike oh of course <laughs> end the podcast now <laughs> done it's over it's over so, yeah I, I don't know video games i again i am not a good gamer i think mm -hmm. we've established this in the past if we're looking at playtime, my 2020 game of the year is 2015's Rocket League. But other than that, I would say Doom Eternal was my favorite game. I know you did not enjoy it, but I'm actually playing through it again, like literally right now on a harder difficulty and stuff. And I'm I'm enjoying it for for what it is. Exactly the same as the uh, original remastered the remake. 2016, yeah, 2016 yeah. version. It's just a fun hack and slash shoot 'em up game. Doesn't pretend to have any story. You kind of you, you know what you're getting into. I still really enjoy it. It's definitely a game I would go back to. You know, maybe once a year, play through it, that kind of thing. When I'm a little bored of the games I'm playing right now, but that would definitely be my game of the year. What about you? I'm still sticking with Last of Us Part Two. Okay, it's it's interesting because there's a lot of games that I played way more. I would say than Last of Us Part Two. But the thing with Last of Us Part Two is that it stuck with me. Yeah. Oh yeah. I beat that game. And then I did nothing but listen to podcasts that were like post-mortems with like the cast and like, you know, people I, I, that I, I, I listened to, like what they thought of it. And I realized, I'm like, I've been doing this for like 
three weeks now. Like everything I listen to is about The Last of Us. I don't think I'm done with The Last of Us yet. And then I went back and I, I went through and I got the platinum. The Last of Us story just like was something that I thought about quite a bit. And the game itself was like, despite the fact that it was brutal in some cases, sure, like some places, yeah. it was still very well, like it's very fun to play. Like the, the controls were very good. So I really enjoyed that game. And I mean, I would say close second would be Spider-Man, Miles Morales. That game, it's just as fun as, as the first one. Mm-hmm. And if you remember back when we talked about that, Spider-Man 2018 was my game of the year for, for 2018. And as fun as this was, it didn't stick with me in the same way. It was pure joy playing it, but I still look back at Last of Us like, no, like I thought about Last of Us constantly. Well, Last of Us, it's just so much of a deeper game, right? Like I've, I obviously haven't played both but or either one, I mean, but... You know, Spider-Man seems like kind of a get in, you play it, you enjoy it while you play it, and then you leave it and move on with your life, right? But uh, yeah, Last of Us is definitely, it's like that book that you can never forget about or that movie you really enjoyed, right? Yeah. I mean, like perfect example of of like you going back to play Doom is I'm actually probably going to go back and play Spider-Man 2018 again because I have the remastered version that came with Miles Morales and just just because I really like that game like I have the remastered version what better excuse to to play it through it again yeah exactly exactly well what about movies Mike it's been a weird year it's been a weird year for movies we kind of talked about this before the show and it's like I don't remember what movies I've seen you know because We've been watching all kinds of like Netflix specials and, you know, Amazon's got some movies and whatever, right? Like, I don't know. Do you have something off the top of your head there, Mike? I'm actually, I am so bad with what came out this year. Like, my memory is so bad with this. I actually just pulled up a list of like movies in 2020 because there were so many movies that I just oh, didn't I did, I did see. I the same thing, Mike. I'm going to do the same thing. Okay. So, let's see. I'm going through the list here. These are the best. Oh, no. What? This is like the top 200. Let's skip to the end here. Jeez, Rotten Tomatoes. Because it was like Mulan. That was the first movie in the list. And I'm like, <laughs> really? I, I seem to remember a lot of people didn't like Mulan. But uh, yeah, let's, let's uh, scroll down. This isn't a good sign because I'm looking at number 11, number 9, and number 10. And I don't recognize those movies. Oh, okay. Yeah, like it's like here's the best rated movies of the years. Yeah, didn't see that. I didn't see number one, which is apparently his house. Crip Camp, didn't see that. Host, Laura saw that. She was a big fan. I don't know any. I mean, this is Rotten Tomatoes, right? So these are all all movies that were like these these are the highest rated movies of the year. So wow, yeah, I don't know any of these movies. I'm at number twenty, and I haven't seen any of these movies yet. Well, the thing is, there's so many like. I don't want to say they're B movies, but they're the movies that the the theaters or sorry, the, the uh, production companies were willing to let go in this sort of the day and age. I think it was Knives Out this year. This was like, right at the start of the year, wasn't it? Was it a I 2020 movie? No. I saw Knives Out. I saw I really it too. Enjoyed and I, Knives Out. I did enjoy it a lot. I'm going to look it up right now. Because that was, I saw Knives Out back when you could still get movies from the, the, uh, it's like the, the Cineplex the store bus? or whatever? No, no, because we were able to get the... We got it. We rented it from the library. Yeah. Yeah, no, I'm going through this list of movies. I've like seen like none of these movies. I'm at, I'm at 50 and I've seen one movie on this list. <laughs> well, I mean, I will... I'll say something. It's not a movie, but I would say The Queen's Gambit 
was definitely the, the television production of the year for me. I mean, it's the one that held my interest the most. It was an excellent miniseries. I think it was seven episodes all in. I very much enjoyed it. So if you have Netflix, that's what I, what I would recommend that you watch anyway. This season of Mandalorian was phenomenal. Mandalorian was fantastic too. Always a good one. Way better than the first season. So, okay. So here we go. The one thing that I thought was really funny about, especially after that investor call thing last week, is this year's Mandalorian also seemed to be like, surprise, it's backdoor pilots for all these other Disney shows that we're doing. (laughs) I suppose that's true. I don't really want to say what they're for. I mean, just because like... I feel like some of them that so I'm talking about those things are spoilers for for parts that things that happen in Mandalorian. So I'll leave that alone in case you've been waiting until the season ended to binge everything, especially like the finale. Holy crap, what a finale. <laughs> but I've reached 104 on the Rotten Tomatoes list and I've reached the first movie that came out this year that I'm like, "Oh yeah, I really liked that." And that was The Invisible Man. Oh, okay. All with right. Elizabeth Moss. Did not see that one, Mike. It's good. It's not super horror. It's more like a thriller than anything. You know what my underrated movie of the year, Mike, was was Borat. Of all the movies, I really enjoyed it. You know, a lot more than the first one. I like that, you know, it did have a tiny bit of a storyline. Like, I, I enjoyed it. It made me feel good at the end of it. And I guess that's the important thing with movies and TV, right? Feeling good. Yeah. 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 No, it's so funny. I have like no... I guess that's it. So far, Invisible Woman is my best, is my favorite movie of this year because <laughs> yeah. I can't, or sorry, Invisible Man rather. Yeah. Are you a documentary guy at all, Mike? Sometimes. Like I remember I watched Tiger King and oh, sometimes it, there's a lot of documentaries that I like to watch. I like to watch like a lot of those, like the movies that made us and the toys that made oh, us. Okay, those, yeah, the, those documentaries the really cool. sort of stuff. Yeah. Yeah. I really like that kind of stuff. I was, I was going to say, I think my favorite documentary of the year was uh, Social Dilemma. It was also horrifying. At the same Which time. one's that? That's the one where they look at like social media, specifically at Facebook and how it influences our world now and how it's causing like so much stress and anxiety in everybody and, and how you're being manipulated on a day-to-day basis. Yeah, it was it was very good. Another Netflix one. I, I Netflix has really been hitting, I don't know, the documentaries out of the park. They had like another one, Athlete A earlier in the year was very good. That was about the US women gymnastics scandals and stuff. It was very good as well. Anyway, yeah, uh, I don't know, Mike. Podcast of the year, part-time nerds, part-time full-time dads, dads. Of course, yeah, right. I would say so, right? Yeah, absolutely. It's funny that you mentioned that thing with the social dilemma thing because all I can think of is I was talking to a, a coworker about this the other day. Is there is well, it's not there is because it's not like no one's ever heard of this. Metal Gear Solid Two came out in two thousand and one. Okay, that was a while ago. Mm-hmm. There is a sequence at the end of that game where they basically describe modern day social media to a T. Oh, and, okay. And I remember like being, I remember, it's always been like a thing where people talk about like, oh yeah, Metal Gear Solid 2 like predicted all this was going to happen. And I'm like, did it really though? Are you just saying that to make it sound impressive? Like, I, because I, I remember them talking about this kind of stuff, but like, I don't remember it being that you know, whatever, whatever. It's kind of vague, yeah. Yeah, so they talked about, I was listening to a podcast called How Did This Get Played, which is, I don't know if you've heard of How Did This Get Made, where they talk about like ridiculous movies. It's the same thing, but they talk about video games. And the difference between How Did This Get Made and How Did This Get Played is sometimes they talk about games that are good, but also weird. 
And that's why they were talking about Metal Gear Solid 2. They they did two episodes on Death Stranding. So there you go, Nikolai. Look that up. They they talked about because they, they dedicated the entire month of November to Hideo Kojima games. They called it Kojember. And so they did like like PT and, and <laughs> right, right. Yeah. But when they did Metal Gear Solid 2, they were talking about it. And they're like, this is speech at the end that people were like, yeah, it's it talks about modern day social media. And I'm like, sure it does. And then they listened to it and they're like, wow, that's ridiculously accurate. So I went back and I listened to that speech for the first time since maybe 2012, because I think that's when I played the remaster last, because they did a remake of it in PS3 and on Xbox 360. Because that's probably the last time I, I, I would have seen this speech. And I'm listening to it and I'm like, holy shit, this is exactly what has happened to modern day internet and social media. This is ridiculously accurate really eh? yeah it's like a 12 minute speech from the final act of the game and it's literally like it's it's a robot like an ai talking to the main character about how like in the future because of the internet so many people are just throwing meaningless data into the world that is being absolutely cataloged like everything that anybody says any trivial thought is being cataloged and recorded and held somewhere and not fact checked you know, like, like no, it's, I, know. I mean, like if you look at recorded history to this point, it was curated. They didn't put like, and then Bill went to the grocery store in like history books, right? Like they, they found what was important and they put that stuff into, I mean, it depends on wh- who you are, if whether you think certain items should have been in there or not. Well, but, sure. And history is always written by the victors too. Exactly. So there is that exactly. bias as well. Yeah. I mean, there's a lot of things that are being rewritten these days, but mm-hmm. like they didn't need to know absolutely everything. And they're saying that that that's what they were saying in this is that's the problem with what's happening now is we're going to reach a breaking point, which we have is that everyone is in their own little echo chambers and they believe what they believe believe is right and what you believe is wrong and they will and it's and you only surround yourself with people who think like you and yeah it's it's yeah. insane you have to look that up because yeah everything you've just said i i think is completely accurate so i yeah. have to definitely watch it well i don't know i don't know about you mike but i'm, I'm seriously considering deleting my facebook flat out as long <laughs> as i can keep the messenger part I, i'll i'm gonna delete the rest if that's possible i don't know if it is but can you still post updates to the podcast no that's that's up to you now mike (laughs) oh no we got some sort of burner account that's only (laughs) meant for that the funny thing is is while i've been talking i still have the list of movies for the year up and i'm like i still don't know like any of these movies oh no no oh no i'll be interested to see next year or especially once that warner brothers thing comes out well like all those movies they've been holding back from us are like you know yeah, all the ones that have uh, that are going to go straight into the pirates. Like, Who Be Halloween is one of the only movies on this list of movies that I've seen. Yeah, and it was a cute movie, but I would never say it was the best movie of the year. But it's somehow it's cracked like the top 100 list, right? Yeah, it's the second best movie I've seen this year because it's the th- like of three movies I've yeah. seen. Like, don't get me wrong. I've watched a lot of movies, but not from this year. That's for sure. Mm-hmm. I did watch that Christmas movie, though. The one that was... Kristen Stewart, The Happiest Season. We did watch that. Oh, yeah. We watched that one too. Yeah. Yeah. It's pretty cute. Did you find that like it's the first time that I've had like a main character in a movie that I'm like, I don't like this person. Oh, the- um, Not um, not Kristen Stewart's character, but the other other character. character. Yeah. 
Yeah, the exact same feeling. And then the other takeaway I had from it is how does everybody not look at the Kristen Stewart character and go, oh, yeah, she's a lesbian for sure. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> you know, based on why she dresses and everything. But. Yeah, but the funny thing was, was that like by the end of it, and they do a really good job of being like, no, that character is not unlikable. This is a bad situation that they're in. And I'm like, oh, right. Like, like there's literally a conversation near the end of the movie that completely reframes how she acts the entire movie. And it's like, oh, I get it now. So, yeah, no, that was a, it was a cute movie. I don't think it's a movie I'm going to watch every Christmas, but it was a good movie to watch this Christmas. So, there you go. Bonus review for you. Happiest season on Hulu or Prime in Canada. Was Amazon Prime is where I watched it, yeah. Speaking of movies that are on Hulu that are going to be on Amazon Prime, Palm Springs is- Oh, have is, you I watched it? Have you watched I it? I haven't. Oh, I really want to watch that one. Yeah. I really want to see it. I When they first announced that, I was like, all in. And then they were like, on Hulu. And I'm like, shit. <laughs> so, <laughs> but yeah, no, I think it either, it's about to or just came to I think Prime. it's just now. Yeah. yeah. So, yeah, I'm excited. Hopefully, I'll get to watch that over the break at some point. But Yeah, well, now they know what to look forward to uh, in January. There you go. Because we will be back January 7th after this one. Not you. You and I will be back before then, but. But the episode will the be people, back. The people will be there. When does, when does my burn popcorn episode come out, Mike? It does come out next year because we recorded the episode during Extra Life. <laughs> yeah, a month ago. And a month ago. But it's still January. I believe it's January when it will come out. So uh, it is in okay, January. Okay. Yeah, because it's it's not the first week. I think it's the third week in January that oh, episode comes out. Oh, okay. All right. Yeah. More things so, for people to look forward to. Exactly. Maybe we should have ran that episode in place of an episode of Part-Time Nerds, Full-Time Dads next week. But no, I got to still edit it and do more stuff. Yeah. Everybody tuning in is like, what the hell is this movie review podcast doing on this, on this yeah, feed? randomly. Yeah. I mean, it has all of the pieces. There's just yeah, an extra topics. piece and That's we talk right. about movies. Well, I think on that note, because it seemed like you were like, well, I'm done. I don't have anything else to talk about. <laughs> I'll see you next year. Yeah. We, I think that will do it. That will do it for this year on Part-Timers, Full-Time Dads. You can follow along with our adventures in parenting at parttimenerdsfulltimedads.com, as well as on Apple Podcasts, Google Play, Spotify, Stitcher, CastBox, iHeartRadio, all your favorite podcast listening services. If you want to get a hold of us, let us know any helpful tips, or even tell us what we said was dead wrong, you can send an email to the dads at parttimenerdsfulltimedads.com, or reach us on our Twitter, or maybe our Facebook, if Chris is, didn't delete it, <laughs> at PT Nerds, FT Dads. We'll be back next week with more nerd, not next week, no, next year. No, next year. We'll be back next year with more nerdy dad advice from people who are most certainly not qualified to give any whatsoever. Until next year, I am Mike. And I am Chris. And we'll talk to you again uh, next year. Yeah, have a Merry Christmas and a Happy New Year. That's right. Bye-bye. I almost hung up the call for some reason. I don't know why. (laughs) You're just f***ing done. Yeah, Yeah, I'm done with this and I'm done with you. Yeah. Stop the recording, Mike. Okay, fine.